growing up in California, passion for music and living in Vietnam. All discussed today with Will Bookout. Go check him out on Instagram and everything else. Also, if you enjoy, subscribe to my email at richardmcgrain.com. You'll get every podcast sent straight to your email, as it suggests, every Sunday. Enjoy the episode. Check. Yes, yes. Hello. Yes, hello. Okay, so, so professional. I know. Richard McGrain. I'm a pro. He's a pro, pro. McGrain. Listen to him. He's got things to say. <laughs> oh, yeah, always. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see if we're of value. <laughs> no, they are of value. Okay. No. Okay, so, um, welcome. Yeah. Will. Hello. I think we should start with how we met each other, because I think mm. that's quite a fun story. Mm. Do you want to say? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it is a funny story. Mm. I just moved to Vietnam, basically. Was looking for looking for an apartment for a while. I actually had been in Vietnam for a month. So mm. I was in an Airbnb. Um, let's see. I came to this apartment complex and I came to the wrong room because uh, I thought I was looking at this room. Right? Yes. Who yeah. lived in that room? You did. I did. Yeah. So I knocked and then this white dude <laughs> opens the door. I'm like, whoa, cool. Yeah. Okay. Like another foreigner. This is sick. Uh, um, yeah, and then you were like, yeah, you were super nice, and uh, yeah, well, it, yeah, like I, I thought the exact same thing. You know, I just heard a knock on the door. I, I'd maybe lived here for like, like three days, two days, yeah, yeah. and someone knocks on your door, and you think, I know nobody, <laughs> yeah, and nobody knows I live here. So why is how is someone knocking on my door? Like, you know, and then when the when a white guy knocks, it's like, what are the chances we're in Vietnam, right? You know, and obviously, uh, you know. I mean, is this any foreigner knocking on your door when you've just moved to a country? Another English speaker, another native English speaker. It's like, is it, you know, instantly like, oh, I can make a friend, you know, yeah, somebody. Yeah. No, um, 100%. And then, you know, you don't want to just come here as well. Yeah. Yeah. I and mean, obviously, like you said, we, we walked around and. Um, yeah. Mm. Yeah. I wasn't sure if I'd live here or not. Like, I was still mm. deciding. Um, mm. And then. Yeah, I was like sick, you know, another another cool person lives there, like mm. Oh yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, super cool. <laughs> yeah. Um and as well, like, you know, when you move to a foreign country, I mean you know this now as well, is like, you know, you you want to make friends, don't you? For me oh, anyway, yeah. I'm maybe I'm I'm a very sociable person. Just making just one or two friends, it just changes yeah. the whole scene for yourself. People oh, you can talk to. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. I mean dude. Yeah, doing something as crazy as just leaving your home country mm. that you've lived in forever. And yeah, moving mm. abroad. Um, okay, well, actually, on home countries. So you're from California. Yes. Have you lived before moving to Vietnam? Had you lived there your whole life? Yeah. What, yeah. what, what city were you from? San Diego. San Diego, originally. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. So that's Southern California. So mm. uh, close to the Mexico border. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I grew up there um, in San Diego, mm. and yeah. Um, how how many siblings do you have? Two. You're a middle child, right? Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. Yes, yeah. you are. How did you guess? I mean, yeah. black sheep. <laughs> <laughs> I can see in all your insecurities. Yeah, no, of no. course. Yeah, <laughs> no, you told me. <laughs> yeah, no, I, okay, yeah. so just want to clarify for everybody listening. Yeah, but um, and then good childhood. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, great childhood! Actually, like. Mm. 
yeah, I think about that a lot for sure. Like, I'm very grateful for, yeah. Mm. Yes. And then yes, 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 yes. you wait. So how old? <laughs> how much older is your sister? Your sister's older than you, right? Yeah, yeah. We're all two years apart. Oh, okay. So you, you were all close to each other, would you say? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, mm. yeah. I'd say my sister more so than me. We're closer. Um, yeah, actually. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, kind of. Yeah. I mean, um, my brother is kind of like we call him the golden child of the family. He's you know, <laughs> he's like the lawyer. He's in the navy. Yeah. He's like yeah. He's the youngest too, so I mm. guess they kind of get like maybe pampered a little bit. Is mm. like the thing. So I've heard people you, say that before. You're the youngest, so no, I'm not. Oh shit! I mean, I'm one of two. Can we cuss on here? Yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <All right. laughs> shit, shit. Just, you know, I feel like a, a seven-year-old, or when he gets out of class and no other adults can hear him, and then yeah. you say them. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I'm I'm uh, I'm one of two. I wouldn't say for me. I don't think I don't think me and my brother were treated very differently at all. I feel like we were treated the same, really. Yeah. But um, at what age did you? So you lived in San Diego for like? Did you go to university in San Diego? No. No. Where did you go to university? So I went to Humboldt State. It's in Northern California. Okay. So basically, on the other side mm. of California, I just okay. Like, Oh. Still in California, but California's huge. pretty big. Yeah. Right. So it's kind of like not, it's pretty mm. different. Yeah. <laughs> like Southern California, Northern California, they're pretty different places, I'd say. Mm. Like SoCal is very, say like more beach and like sunny, surfer. Wait, SoCal, SoCal, SoCal North, right? NorCal North. Oh, yeah. Is like, ah, right. Yeah. Okay. So NorCal is North California. SoCal, oh, yeah. Sorry. SoCal is South California. Yeah. Southern, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. You Sorry, entered a different dialect. Yeah, I know, exactly. I didn't uh, clarify that. Sorry. Um, yeah, so NorCal, NorCal, yeah. SoCal. Um, mm. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so college in, uh, in NorCal um, for, and I lived up there for six years. Six years? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So I stayed around a little after, mm. after graduation. Um, and it took me a little longer than, you know, to graduate i wasn't the best student i'd say oh yeah. right what what did you study philosophy philosophy yeah yes. yeah mm. so yeah, you know, yeah, you're yeah. A, you're like an aristotle fan yeah for sure yeah definitely <laughs> socrates yeah badass yeah, yeah. oh yeah. cool cool <laughs> and then at what age or has it always been a thing to your memory that you've loved music mm. yeah man um yeah i remember very specifically like I remember being a when I was a kid and just wanting to play the drums. Basically, like I just remember I have a memory of like One, two, I want to do that. Like I think I was six or something, and I like, oh, yeah. you know wrote it down. Like what age did you start? I don't think until I was around like like fifteen or so. I, think. Mm. I got my first drum kit and started playing with friends in the garage. You know, like <laughs> bad like song covers and. Yeah. It was so much fun though. Yeah. Right. It was a blast. Like, mm. yeah, you're just, you know. Yeah, my mom would let us go in our garage and like I'd have an electronic kit so you couldn't hear it outside and we'd <laughs> play dream. until like, yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> we'd yeah. play until like late at night and mm. good times. But yeah. I can see, I can see in your face that, um, those are good memories. Dude, for sure. Yeah. yeah. And then, I, I mean, I've seen you play the guitar. The drums and the piano. Are there, are there, do you know any other instruments or? Um, 
No. Mm. Okay. <laughs> well, fair enough. But I mean, three is impressive. Oh, the bass, I guess. So, bit, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. what? At what age did you start learning your first instrument? Was that the drums at fifteen? No, uh, piano. I took piano lessons. Okay. Did you take piano lessons? Yeah, but the teacher basically, after about six months, told me to piss off. Didn't tell me to piss off, but <laughs> pissed me off. Like, actually, not didn't piss me off. I mean, mm. she said to me, I'm not going to teach you anymore because I was, I was a lazy student. Okay. So, yeah. I cannot play an instrument. So, at what age did you start learning to play the piano? Oh, man. I want to say around man, ten or so, I 10. guess maybe. Oh, quite Jeez, young. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, I remember my teachers, like really nice old lady, uh, or I had a few piano teachers. Um, yeah, uh, my grandma was like a really good musician. Oh, did she yeah. inspire you at all? Would you say? Yeah, for sure. Mm. I remember seeing her play like organ at church. She played for her church, and like she sh- was just so mm. good. Yeah, she was like really good. I was like, damn, like my grandma's awesome. When actually when I yeah, when I was younger, um I used to go to church and my dad was actually in the church band nice. playing the guitar. Nice. And I used to think, I mean, I still I still think my dad's cool, but yeah. I you know, when you're a kid, you look up to your dad. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I used to think he was so, like getting up on the stage at church in his band and he's playing the guitar. I used to think, wow cool guy yeah you know, like, and i used to look up to that and mm. for some reason that did not translate into me learning the guitar but at the time i wanted to learn the guitar okay. because i just thought my dad was so cool yeah okay so you don't does he still play or he, that... well, he, can, he can play i don't think he's as interested in playing it anymore i mean yeah yeah i mean i remember once he had like four guitars but now he has like one so uh, you don't uh, think it passed to you his his music ability? No. Yeah. Uh, well, I, <clears throat> I think I could play the guitar. I'm a very all in or all out kind of person. Mm. So for me, I I, I normally have to give a hundred percent for sure. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, with this podcast, for example, I'm putting everything I've got into it because <sighs> yes, because <laughs> that's just how I am. I don't. But for, so for me to learn an instrument, I think I would have to put a hundred percent in. Like, as after, and that's not a problem, but, you know, it's like learning a language for the first four months. I barely learned any Vietnamese. And now, every day, I'm doing an hour. Oh, really? Yeah. But, you know, that's that awesome. takes, yeah. yeah. But that takes, like, that's the type of person I am. I go from zero to a hundred, you know, mm. like that. So, mm. um, yeah. Mm. And I just never found that sustained mm-hmm. 100% commitment. So, yeah, which yeah. is, that's what kids are like anyway. You know, if you don't want to do something, it's going to show eventually, yeah. isn't it? Sure. So, at what age? So you you were playing in a garage, but now I, I think you're in two bands in Vietnam, and I know you were in a band previously. How mm. many? How many? How many bands have you been in? Mm, let me think. There was a college band. Mm. <laughs> so college means university in this context for oh. people. But you can say college is fine, but I'm just explaining to people. Okay, that continue. Oh yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, college, university, uni, 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 um, uni bands. Um, and then a few others after that, I guess. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, okay. I mean, I don't know. Like, it's because there's some bands that, you know, you just like play with a group of people for mm. a little bit and then it's not really a band, but just a group of friends or 
playing together. Yeah. yeah. So I want to say like four or five. <laughs> mm. And then, and then is there a common genre or? Um, I mean, I guess I've always just been like rock music, mm. like very blanket term, like rock. Yeah. I want to say rock in different like sub genres of rock. Oh. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, but like, it's never been like jazz. Uh, <laughs> do you yeah, like jazz? I do actually. Like a lot more now. I do. Yeah, I would say I didn't like it as much before, but yeah, I think the the level of uh, <clears throat> the skill needed for jazz is just it's kind of crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they always look very sophisticated. Yeah, I think would be the right word. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, no jazz bands, but maybe, maybe the future. And then, <laughs> so were you always a drummer? Sorry, in those bands, were you ever anything other than a drummer? No, no, always a drummer. Always, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah always a drummer. But so, so learning guitar was kind of recent. Sorry. Oh, was yeah. it? <clears throat> yeah. Oh, when? Yeah. Did, how? How recent are we talking? Uh, I guess when COVID hit. Like, mm. Yeah. That's, uh, I think, when I started learning. Or just before, actually, maybe. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, well, yeah, during that time, just a lot of time, obviously, like everyone else, to just sit around. So, yeah, I just started yeah, learning to play guitar. But mm. haven't been in a band as a guitarist or anything. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Cool. Well, yeah. I mean, that makes sense. The time frame just doesn't make sense, does it? Yeah, mm. yeah. So, no, it's always always been drums. Yeah, always been drums. And then, so, you moved to San Francisco. What year did you move to San Francisco? Uh, So, two years ago. Two years ago. Okay, so 2020, beginning of 2021? Yes. Oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah. So, no, I so it was Humboldt and then... Yeah, um, after college, back to San Diego for six years. Okay. Hmm. Five years. Five or six years. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And then, yeah, and then, uh, then San Francisco. Yeah. Oh, nice. So the band you joined in San Francisco, what, what was, what was their genre of music or what was their name of the band or? Uh, that was, we called it Math Rock. <laughs> but I don't know if that's like sounds a, like something out of a Disney movie to be honest. Really, <laughs> <laughs> a, bit, a little bit. No one, yeah. Whenever I'd say that, people would be like, "Okay, so like, what does that mean? Like, <laughs> do you have calculators on stage? You're like doing, you know?" And yeah, it yeah, it does sound funny, but and I don't even really think that's like the right genre for what that group was. But mm. yeah, that was a that was a Craigslist find. A Craigslist yeah. fan. Shout out Craigslist. Oh, wow. <laughs> nice. So, yeah, like, you know, the music, se- there's a musician section on Craigslist mm. you can go to. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, that was the uh, first time I found a band through that. But, yeah, that was cool. Um, mm. Yeah. So, I was in SF for about a year. Yeah. Okay. And so, was in that band during that time. Um, yeah, we were getting shows pretty regularly, like, you know, about once a month. Um, they were going to record, start recording. Um, so, unfortunately, I didn't get to partake in any of that because, obviously, I moved here. Um, yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's life, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. cool. <laughs> so, yeah. I can tell. I, I remember actually going to, when we were in Thailand, we went to a music shop mm. and... 
eventually I kind of had to drag you out. Mm. I mean, but the I could see, and it was the first time I really understood your passion for music mm. in a very, like, be, I was able to visualize it. You know, I could see, like, I, I probably saw you, saw you more energized than I've ever seen you before. <laughs> and I, I'm not saying that in a, I'm saying that in a complimentary way, mm. you know. What do you think about, you know, how, what are your thoughts about that? Because I can tell you're kind of at the moment pondering what you're going to do next. I saw you more energized than I've ever seen you before. What do you think about, like, for you, do you want music to become part of your career? I mean, I'm sure you want, would want that to be the case. But what I mean is, is that something you're, like, actively considering? Or is it, is it something that's always going to be, like, a hobby? Mm, yeah, that's a, that's a really good question. One that I think about quite a lot, actually. Um, I mean, I think, yeah, I think with music, um, you know, there's definitely different paths you can go. There's so many different ways um, you know, to be a musician, I think now, especially with like, you know, streaming and mm-hmm. Twitch and everything, and we're all just connected. So it's not like you have to really live somewhere specific to like mm-hmm. make it as a musician, you know? Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, I think there's two ways, you know, there's like, you could have a side job, obviously, that you don't necessarily really love, you know, it's not your passion, it's not what you love to do, but, um, you know, gives you makes money and gives you time to mm-hmm. you know pursue your hobbies on the side which could be music um and yeah i mean in terms of music career i think that's kind of a harder one um you know and i do think luck obviously has a big part when bands get like big and get a lot of you know hype and stuff um yeah and then i don't know i've always you know because i'm teaching now teaching english but i have thought about like teaching music i think that would be like a kind of like a logical step maybe and that way that would you know i could play music and work as a musician and mm. oh wow your question <laughs> yeah it's, it's a difficult one right because something i think about is like i mean i feel quite lucky because i'm teaching well we're both teaching english as a foreign language i don't want to put words in your mouth but i think it's fair to say it's not something you want to pursue in the long term yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. But for me, I, I do enjoy teaching, but I heard something the other day and it's exactly what I'd resonated with. I resonated with what I heard, which was, it said, I, I enjoy teaching, but if someone pressed, gave me a skip button, there's a lot of the time I would still press skip on that time I'm teaching mm. because there's things I'd still rather <laughs> be doing. Now that's life. I know I can, you know, mm-hmm. that is life. And I do feel lucky because I do still enjoy it. Mm-hmm. But, it, it, you know, it's food for thought, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know about... I mean, a food for thought in terms of is there a way to... You know, people to say, oh, that's life. Don't even bother. Mm-hmm. They won't even bother trying to pursue a possibility where <laughs> work is just mm-hmm. like something they don't want to skip. Yeah. And I'm not expecting that to happen. I, I Like, for example, this podcast, I have no aims to make money from it. I just want to do it. This is for me, purely for me. Mm-hmm. And anybody who comes on a podcast Mm -hmm. you know i hope i hope when you listen to this in 10 years yeah you can get something from that and you know yeah 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 enjoy it you know definitely um but yeah i think it's something to think about and yeah you know for you it just i I don't want to again i don't want to put words in your mouth but Mm -hmm. i feel you kind of playing with that concept a lot Mm -hmm. about yeah yeah you know um 
like I can, like I heard you mention a few times about maybe being a music teacher, you know, which I think would be good. I know you tried to get a music job here, didn't you? Do you remember trying to become a, like you tried mm-hmm. to get a music teaching job here? I did ask a place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, <clears throat> yeah. It's a shame, really, because I think if you enjoyed teaching English more, you know, if you could like, I feel like you really don't like it. I'm sorry to put put words in your mouth again, but I get that from you. But like, it's a shame because if you enjoyed it or just didn't even mind it, it's actually like in Vietnam, it's a great way to work 20 hours a week, live well, and then you'd have so much time to pursue your other interests, i.e. music. Mm. Yeah. But has it has teaching English become easier or more bearable or even enjoyable at times, or have you kind of felt? Yeah, I was just thinking about that today, and uh, I think it has. Yeah, I, I definitely think it has. Um, yeah, I mean, it's not the worst job. <laughs> There's probably worse jobs, like I don't know, construction worker. Or- you know, something that's so dangerous. Construction workers out there. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Just like, no, I mean, for you, for in terms you. of like danger, you know, oh, I don't right. know. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it, it is, I think it's quite a stressful job. Like, mm. I mean, for me, at least it is, um, it can be very stressful at times. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, also there are good moments like for sure. And, uh, that's why, you know, and I think that's why I wanted to do it in the first place. But, mm. Yeah, I think, like, you know, working with, like, kids are funny. Like, they're fun. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know, they're just, you know, they're annoying, but. <laughs> they're silly. Well, yeah, exactly. So it's, like, fun, you know, you know, joke around a little bit. But, well, the key uh, for me is I don't mind silly as long as they understand when it's okay to be silly. You know, if they're silly yeah. mm-hmm. when it's not time to be silly, then there's a problem. Then you and I need to just. Lay down the law, yeah. yeah. It's more just about setting standards in the classroom. Mm. You know, that's all it's really about for, for me. Sure. It's just about setting yeah. standards in the classroom and, mm-hmm. you know, making sure everyone mm-hmm. understands those standards. Yeah. Reward the good behavior, punish the bad behavior. Mm-hmm. And it, it doesn't always work. You are going to get students, unfortunately, who just, you know, you're always going to have trouble students, but, you know, it so, generally helps. Yeah, yeah. Something I think about a lot, too, is that, like... Compared, I think, to, I don't know how it is in the UK, but like compared to the United States, I think we have it so easy in terms of teaching. Like, um, the kids are well behaved here, I think, you know, pretty, like on the whole, like, I think for the most part, they are. Well, TEFL jobs in almost all circumstances are going to be easier than normal teaching jobs, like, uh, like what my brother does, because we don't have to deal with the students' general actual like well-being. We just have to teach them, keep them safe, and put them in a nice learning environment for two hours, and then that's it. I mean, in Vietnam... Yeah, we don't have to deal with parents or administration, really. Right, not really. And then in, in Vietnam, that's definitely the case. And in Korea, even, when I was teaching in public school, you know, if a kid was getting bullied, and I saw them getting bullied, I would intervene and then report that to another teacher. Okay. But, you know... It wasn't, I never actually saw anyone get bullied. Uh, at least I could, I'd never saw it and understood what was happening. And it was never my responsibility to fundamentally deal with that issue mm. because I don't speak the language. You right. know, my responsibility is to be the happy, fun teacher. Gotcha. You know, yeah. and 
in Vietnam, you have to be a bit stricter just because there's no, you are the main teacher, so you mm. set the standards. But I see. Yeah. 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 So, actually, with that, let's think about our time in Vietnam, eh? For sure. When I first met Will, you were, I think it's fair to say, a man in, to be dramatic, crisis no. a little bit. Crisis? No. What? No, not, not crisis. I'm sorry. Jeez. Um, not crisis. I think if you were in crisis, you'd have just gone home. But it was a big adjustment for you. Is that fair to say? Ah, yeah. I mean... Yeah, I guess. That, again, this isn't a criticism. I'm no, saying I you're... You... Like, I, I mean, well, I respect you for going outside your comfort zone and you've won. Mm. You, you, you actually went outside your comfort zone, really found it difficult mm-hmm. and you've come out the other side. And I think you're doing, you're having, as far as I can see, you're having a great time here. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, initially you were having a tough time. Yeah. Yeah. So, what do you think was the main challenge of, uh, initially, and let's say the first two to three months, what was the first, what was the biggest challenge? I mean, homesickness. Mm. Is that fair to say, I think? Absolutely. Yeah, like, I, I was, culture shock, you know, I read about culture shock as much as possible Yeah. before I got here, and I was mm. like, still not sure how it's gonna, like, affect me, and it's kind of weird, because I still don't really understand how it did but yeah i mean it's just like just moving so far away from somewhere that you grew up and lived your entire life just away from all your safety nets i guess in a sense mm. i mean it's not like i don't know i mean vietnam's pretty safe though too um, yeah i definitely never feel like anxious about like crime or anything like that here um i don't think it's about feeling like i, I understand what you're saying what you're saying is Having a security net means having people around you that if you're ever in trouble, you can immediately call them family, close friends. You know, trust is a big word as well. Mm. Like, so, you know, it takes a long time to build trust. So when you move abroad, you move to a country where you trust nobody. Like, and then Mm. it sounds dramatic, but you don't fundamentally trust anybody. Sure. Like, you wouldn't give anybody a debit card. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I have friends in Korea by the end. Yeah, I would give him a debit card, yeah. no problem. You know, like, mm-hmm. let him, like, you know, mm-hmm. but that took time, trust, a lot of time to gain that trust. Yeah. I mean, and when you move abroad, even though you might be statistically safer, statistics and how you're going to interact, how you're going to feel about the world around you, <laughs> you know, we don't live, you know, we're not robots. We don't just statistically analyze everything we do and then match our emotions accordingly you know we're gonna feel the way we feel and when you move when you move to foreign country you know if something happened you would not have the security net you have back home of course yeah yeah um oh another thing i don't know if you experience this a lot but like yeah like a feeling like you're gonna get like ripped off because you're Mm. you know because you're obviously like not from here (laughs) like you know you look like uh i guess a tourist or something so that was another thing that was like oh my god like Mm. yeah like uh yeah like the vendors you know very aggressive here so Mm. that was very i remember pretty stressful for me yeah just like leave me alone (laughs) yeah and holy it's funny really because (laughs) i think i've gotten better with that and Mm. like yeah but that is that was a quite a (laughs) <laughs> a lot of the time, like when we were in Thailand, for example, I mean, in this part of the world, in Vietnam and, and Thailand, mm-hmm. you know, things are cheaper. And when you get ripped off, usually 
it's over a small amount of money. Yeah, yeah. for us, for us, a small amount of money. Mm. But right. I remember, like, when we went to that Buddhist temple, and then the guy basically was like, "You need to buy these tickets." And then when we bought the ticket, I bought the tickets. I realized, oh, we don't need these tickets. <laughs> He's just ripped us off, mm. and it said on the ticket, "No refund," because he knew that we'd realize. That we didn't need the tickets, and yeah. but like, how it, much was it? Right. Yeah. So the amount of money I think was like three pounds. But when that happens to you, when you're getting ripped off a lot, it's not the money. It's just at some point you're like, oh my fucking god. Do you know what I mean? Well, well yeah, it's like you're. Uh, yeah, I don't think anyone get... wants to get ripped. Yeah, right. Even if it's for like not a lot of money, it's still like mm. you know you're like. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And, and back home, I know people are going to be thinking, cry me a river, right? And that's fair enough, you know. But all I'm saying is, and it sounds ridiculous, and it is ridiculous, really. But when you're in hot heat, that every now and again, that will frustrate you. Um, but yeah, I mean, in this part of the world, the hot chances, heat, like the, the heat, like, you know, you've got oh. it's a hot day, you're sweating, and then someone rips you off. For, <laughs> and that's the third time it's happened in a week. It does wind you up. Uh, you know, I'm not saying you go out and argue yeah, with them. I never thought about that, actually. Yeah. But that, yeah, like, mm. obviously, I think the humidity. Mm. Yeah. Does for me. I mean, I can't. The humidity is probably like, the most difficult thing for me. When we get to like the summer, I'm going to be, I'm going to be hating it. I'm going to be hating the heat. Like, well, that's when it rains. Yeah. yeah um, I mean, it's still like hot. Yeah. Rain. Mm. Not hot rain, but. <laughs> yeah, hot still, rain, no. Yeah, that would be. That'd be dangerous. I yeah, think. burns your skin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, is there something. So, you've obviously been here a while now, though. Would you say you have. What, what's the things you enjoy about Vietnam? Are there things you enjoy? Yeah, of course, man. Mm. The food is awesome. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, it's awesome to be able to. Like try all these different foods that I probably would have never, you know, have tried mm. before. Um, people friendly, the standard stuff, really. Sure. Well, yeah. What? I mean, there's nothing. I don't mm. know. <laughs> I probably don't have anything new to say about. Yeah. <laughs> what? What? What's the best in Ho Chi Minh? What was the best? Is there a place that if somebody said oh, I'm going to Ho Chi Minh, is there some way you'd particularly recommend? Hmm. I don't think so. No. no. Um. You would you? Um. I would recommend. Opera House and see the AO show. Okay. It's like, I think it costs about £25, $30. Nice. And it is absolutely incredible. The architecture cool. inside is really nice in the actual building, if you care about that. Yeah. I'm a bit pretentious of that stuff, so I uh-huh. enjoy it. But yeah. the actual show itself is fantastic. Oh, and, cool. Yeah. yeah. And it's funny. Uh-huh. There's no words really. You understand everything that's going on. It's, you don't need to speak any language to yeah. understand what's going on. Yeah. And like, yeah, it's absolutely fantastic. And it gives you a good representation of. It basically goes through Vietnam's culture, but like from the past to the present, mm. in a really fun, yeah, just fun way. It's it definitely worth mm. going to. Uh, I'd also say the Coochie Tunnels. Oh, so the tu- they're like tunnels that like show how Vietnamese people were fighting in the Vietnam War uh, and how they were like hiding underground and stuff. Yeah, very interesting, worth looking at. Yeah, um, I haven't done that yet, but I'd like to. Yeah, yeah. So and then there's a few other things like Landmark 81, see a nice view of the city, things like that. But yeah, I um, just say go to a coffee shop and like 
sit there and watch traffic go by. That's like one of my favorite. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. Vietnamese coffee is, in my opinion, is on par with Italian coffee. Okay. And, and Italian coffee is my personal favorite coffee in the world. I mm-hmm. think that I've tried mm. when I've actually been to Italy and gone, oh, wow, this is, this is, this is really good. Like, and I can feel how good it is. Nice. Yeah. But coming here instantly, I'm like, I just, it's incredible. It's, like, yeah. It's, it's quite awesome. Yeah. yeah definitely. It, mm. I look forward to something like, I'm like, yeah, coffee tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Cause you know, basically what they do here is they get the coffee and then you can have it black. And if you do have it black, they still put a bit of sugar in it. But basically they just use a robusta bean. That's like really good. But then you can also have it with condensed milk and they call that a cafe suda. But basically yeah it, it has and it tastes really nice oh it's so it's so very sweet. strong very strong right it's like candy it's like a candy yeah right <laughs> yeah right <laughs> yeah it's yeah. weird like yeah they don't use just like cream in their milk like no it's either black or condensed milk yeah right i think i mean I, that's right there's other there's like the coffee where it's like more milk than coffee yeah yeah. There's a lot, there's a few. You can get like coconut coffee too. Mm, and there's, yeah, one, are... there's one with an egg inside. Like oh, an egg yolk. have you had that one yet? No, it's, no, I, I can't believe I've not. Like I keep on forgetting to have it. Yeah. Have yeah. you had it? Yeah. In Hoi An, I had it. Yeah. Was it sweet or? Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, I, it was crazy. I just want to know at what point did someone think, I'm going to put an egg in a coffee? Like, who knows? Yeah. You know, it's like, <laughs> like, who did that? I mean, I guess, I mean, fair play to them. Clearly, it's been a success. Mm. I actually do think, like, if someone was to open a Vietnamese coffee shop mm-hmm. back home and they, like, did it in the right way, I think Vietnamese coffee would be a huge success back home. Oh, there are. I mean, I remember. They? Yeah, for sure. Vietnamese I, coffee shops. Um, I don't know, like, specific shops, but, yeah, like, you would order, you can order, there's some places you can order Vietnamese coffee. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, oh. I just never really like thought about it. Like mm. I didn't order it too much, but yeah, yeah. I mean, there's some shops, mm. but maybe like yeah, like a dedicated Vietnamese coffee shop would be a good idea. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think so too. Yeah, mm. yeah. I'm trying to think like, you know, in ten years, what funny memories would you like to think back on? You know, <laughs> like, is there any memories you've had so far? You yeah, think? I'm sure there'll be a lot. Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, so many. I mean, mm. like specific ones. I mean, like. There's little things sometimes, isn't there? Like, you know, uh, there's a place called Sabotage where we go sometimes for beers and, uh, the guy, you just walk in and every time the owner's just there smoking a joint, you know, yeah. every time. And he's like, do you want some? You know, like every time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, you know, I mean, in general, I mean, I, I remember one time, this is actually something that you kind of reminded me is, Sometimes I'm a little too skeptical of people. Like, what are their real intentions? What do they want from me? Uh, when someone t- starts talking to me randomly in the street. Sure. Yeah. But I remember one time we were like drunk. We'd just been to the Jack White concert. And then we were walking down the canal looking for a bar. Quite aimlessly, really. And then... Oh, yeah, like 12. Yeah, it was past 12, I think. Yeah. And then, uh, some Vietnamese people just invited us over mm. and we just drank with them. And oh, yeah, that was they just, awesome. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and they just yeah. gave us beers and, yeah. you know, it was a very like cool moment where we were just chilling with some local people. For sure, man. Drinking local beer. 
yeah eating local food and they didn't want anything from us like oh, they yeah, actually yeah. sent us on our way with like 10 beers <laughs> yeah yeah you know, no that was sick yeah. they were really nice guys yeah. um i mean they actually one of them added me on a messaging app and yeah trying to she, sell you meat she tried to sell me beef i was so confused and then like it took me ages to figure out like what she was saying but then i realized so they were trying to, in the she end, was. they were trying to sell something. she was trying to sell me trying beef. To sell you yeah beef. she was like try this beef and i was like i mean part of me maybe i should have bought some beef because they did give us beers and stuff, so. <laughs> but i just didn't really want the beef that was the problem but, i mean yeah it's kind of a weird thing to like yeah. buy from someone oh, on a messaging app a lot of people I'll do buy this beef a lot of people do, not necessarily with beef, but they just sell things on their Instagram all the time. But really? I think it is a very, like, mm. hustle-based economy. For sure. Like, yeah, yeah. it's mm. kind of impressive, really, how much initiative so many people have here. Totally. Mm. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Yeah. Mm. Back home, if you were, like, selling beef on the side, people would be like, damn, that's, like, yeah, an yeah. interesting thing to do. Mm. Like, you know, if you were se- it's not very, it's as common, but... People just have a job usually, don't they? And then you're considered like innovative if you're selling stuff on eBay or Facebook regularly. You know, maybe not innovative, but yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, but I mean, I would definitely say Vietnam's incredible. The food, you know, the coffee. I mean, the prices. Yes, okay. I'm going to talk about this. I, I'd be interested to hear what you have to say about this. So I get, I talk about prices a lot because it's just for us so affordable to do such amazing things here. And to live well. But even if Vietnam was the same price as the UK, the coffee would still be incredible. The food would still be amazing. Hmm. And, you know, it would still be. They'd have to up the portions. They'd have to, yeah, maybe a bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Especially like with some of them, yeah. Like when when you go kum tam, which is like rice and meat, you know, that's normally quite small. It's not a lot, no. But it is a pound. That's something. I didn't really think of that before I moved here. Like, yeah, they're just, they're smaller people, so they're going to eat less <laughs> food. <laughs> like right. With clothes, obviously, it's the same, but. Yeah, yeah clothes yeah. can be difficult for us to get out here. Not, yes. not as bad in, actually, in, in Korea, it was much more difficult. Here, I found it quite easy to get clothes that fit me. Okay, yeah. I do want to talk, I, I do want to try and talk about prices less because I think in, in reality, Vietnam is an incredible country. Anyway, so the price is yes, it gives an accessibility for people to come for a, for a longer period of time. They can do more things, live well, blah 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 blah. But the best thing about Vietnam is not the prices for me. It's the culture, and when I say culture, I do mean coffee, food. Yes, the people, of course, but also just the atmosphere when you walk around the street and bikes are everywhere. You know, all those. Oh things. yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, mm. I agree. Um, you agree? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah cool yeah no i just like taking it all in just like mm. it's like well we do that magical, i want to say like i don't know yeah. it's like yeah just seeing this like swarm of bikes and you're just yeah like, wow and then you're just sat in a coffee shop chilling wild yeah right yeah, yeah, yeah right so anyway what next do you think you'll stay in vietnam another year or because your contract runs out in july yeah 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 what what, what are your plans so far have you given that any more thought mm. <laughs> yeah, a little bit um i mean my initial thing was like i'll see like what happens um you know if i like staying here then i will um i don't know i mean 
yeah, I would say I haven't put a lot of serious thought into it yet because mm. if I do something else, I want to be, I'd like to be like moving towards something like a goal or, you know, mm. I want to be moving towards something, not like away from something. Does that mm. make sense? Yeah. 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 So, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. So I don't think I have something yet that I would be moving towards. Right. Um, in Vietnam or in general? Uh, back. Oh, so if you I move, moved back, like, to the States. You're not sure what you'd be moving back to? Right. Okay. Like, yeah, like, you know, I think it'd be, like, people, it's good that people have, like, they have goals or, like, they have mm. something to yeah. you know, work for. So, um, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, maybe we can do another one in six months. Because, uh, obviously, this is, like, at the end of our time of living in the same building, uh, which has <laughs> been, yeah. <laughs> Which has been fun, and uh, I think... Yeah, man. You know, but maybe we can do another if, if you decide to leave or stay. You know, do a little roundup. Definitely, Of dude. the year. Yeah, when the you have... Month. When you are famous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll see about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, <laughs> I mean, man. yeah. All right. Well, anyway. This, this is, is for us. This is fun, though. Like, yeah. This is super cool, and probably wouldn't have had this opportunity if I didn't move to Vietnam or, you know, I don't, well, I don't know if I would have been on a podcast. Like, who mm. knows? Like, well, I, I, I think, a, yeah, I was know. actually thinking about that last night. I was playing football. I mean, I was driving home and I was thinking about how I was really grateful that I could play football yeah. in Vietnam and I found people to play football with. And yeah, I, I mean, everything that happens when you move abroad or in life is about mm. saying yes all the time. Or just being gra- grateful. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I agree. Mm. Well, not, yeah. Maybe, well, I mean, I mean, saying yes to opportunities. When you say yes to an opportunity, a lot of the time that brings more opportunities. One hundred percent. When you start saying no to opportunities, even when you're a bit uncomfortable about it, or you you want to do it but you're nervous or mm-hmm. something like, mm-hmm. you know, you're not going to get more opportunities. That's closing a door on not just that opportunity mm. but future opportunities. Mm. And that's why it's important to say yes to things. And I think I moving to Vietnam is saying yes to an opportunity. And mm. then, of yeah, course, and then it snowballs. And yeah, like right. Other things. With that right mentality, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. No, I agree, man. Yeah. And mm. It's all, yeah. All about gratitude. Yes. Yeah. I think we, I, I am so very grateful dude. to be here. Yeah. 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 I mean, mm. yeah, even if it's sometimes bad or shit, it's like, <laughs> you know, um, these are still experiences that you wouldn't have had mm. otherwise. So. I saw you put something on Instagram the other day. You were doing the drums. Yeah, that's yeah. Is um, that is that something you want to do more often? Like show show yourself playing music. Yeah, definitely, man. Mm. Yeah, and I've I've always I've always thought about getting to that <laughs> uh, like realm of uh, streaming or mm. Twitch or something. It would be cool, like to drum, like because a lot of people do that and they are like pretty successful doing yeah. that. Um, well, guys, what you need to do is you need to go and follow Will on Instagram and he'll be posting <laughs> regular videos of him playing the drums and playing other instruments and you can enjoy it. Yeah. Is that yes. right, Will? Yeah. Can I get a yeah? Yeah. All right. No, that'll happen. <laughs> yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. Well, okay, thank you so much for coming on. Dude, thank you. Um, yeah. Thank you to anybody who's got this far. You are <laughs> a committed guy. Yeah. Um, or girl. Oh, gu- yeah, guy. On, I mean, guys are becoming more and more gender neutral nowadays. So I just wish you'd stop putting labels on things. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, so uh, thank you so much. All right. Thanks very much, Will. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. All right. Peace. <laughs>